this week on the Bamfcast. He's gonna wash the blank out of your hair. And yeah, the blank probably means semen. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the Bamfcast. Hey, hey Bamfcast. Episode 164. Yeah. That's like 300 more than last time. It is a lot. Yeah. Man. So, <laughs> that joke just sat there. Yeah, yeah. it did. Hooray. So, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every wonderful episode of the Bamcast is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, and sometimes those bad movies are part of a theme, an entire month, perhaps, like the month of February, where we do Blaxploitation History Month. Woo-hoo. Hooray! Yeah. My favorite uh, month. It, it is a great month. Uh, then we, we come in here and we talk about those sure, movies for good. the first half of the podcast, mm-hmm. and then they get a rating. Good, bad movies, enjoyable, bad movies. They get a one to five jocks as in robot jocks. Hooray. Yay. Huzzah. Hooray. And the bad, bad movies as in stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags as in douchebags after Twilight. Boo-hoo. So, third week of Black Exploitation History Month brings us 1976's Black Shampoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to wash the directed, semen right out of your hair. <laughs> directed by Banffcast alum Graydon Clark. Yay! Of <sighs> Joysticks fame. <laughs> I see the DNA. Yeah. Oh, do you? In parts of this <laughs> yeah, movie. It's, it's, you're going to get your hair washed there. Yeah. <laughs> so let's read a quick uh, plot summary for Black Shampoo and then talk more about this film. I'm anxious to hear this. Mr. Jonathan is the owner of the most successful hair salon for women on the Sunset Strip. Everything is cool for Jonathan until he messes with the mob in an effort to protect his young, attractive receptionist from her former boss. That's mildly accurate. Uh, okay. Yeah. That cuts out all of the things we're going to talk about that happened in the second half. Right. Like hair washing. Like hair washing. Oh, it starts with hair washing. It does. Uh, It it starts with a lot of hair washing. Mm. For some reason. Hmm. Sensual hair washing. Oh, yeah. He does give her a good head scrub. Uh-huh. Yep. And she's getting into it. Oh, she loves it. Oh. Nobody loves a head scrub like this lady. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. The, the entire... Yeah. The entire I don't know. It's a, it's a 10-minute sequence of head rubbing and... Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and sensuality. Writhing and yes. gyrating yeah. in the chair. Yeah. And eventually Screen it explodes in hot sensual passion. Yeah, and eventually sort she's of? just like, Chuck, my, you're doing the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> my hair is washed and now zip... Oh, yeah. it's Twoo. It's Twoo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He pulls out little big Jonathan. Mm-hmm. He pulls out the hairdryer. And, yes. Uh, All these <laughs> something about it. Some sort of blowjob joke there. I don't know. Right. Um, Spin cycle. This movie's thrown us for a loop. <laughs> yeah. Let's get that out of the way first. Well, because like, like, we, were, we were watching the opening credits and we we're like, is this a porn? Chuck, did you give us a porn? I didn't. The first half of this record. movie plays out a lot like a porn. Yes. Like, but we got to a certain point where we would have known had it continued if it was going to be porn or not. Well, yeah, the the zip. Yes, yeah. the zip. Because mm-hmm. the camera was there. Oh, it was right up in there. <laughs> it was there. I was, I was almost certain that we were going to get some dong. I think we were closer than that lady, actually. Possible. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily. Luckily, we did but, not. So, but yeah, he he starts getting some dome action. He washes her hand, hair. Yeah, he washes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... The, he does the hair washing. Yes. <laughs> hand to Hearst just starting to unbutton his shirt. Mm-hmm. No, it, that shirt unzipped. Or zip. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> unzip the shirt, which. The height is, of fashion and convenience. Yes. Zip. Yeah. Is that the one that's on like the uh, the illustrated poster? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's the that shirt. Mostly unzipped <laughs> mm-hmm. shirt on the poster. But yeah. But 
and then she starts, you know, fingering the button on his pants, and then you hear the zip, and she says, oh, Mr. Jonathan, it's bigger than I thought. And then they just kind of pan up his chest mm-hmm. to him just staring kind of blankly I was gonna say, off into the he distance. He doesn't seem overly satisfied by, by anything that's going yes. on. He's just kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Well, I think this Mr. Jonathan's soul went away a long time really? ago. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just got the dead eye hooker thing going on now. He's just, okay. he's, he knows his role at this point, which is sure. just to be used. <laughs> he's, he, exhibits, he's very, he exhibits all the classic signs of nymphomania. Sure. Yes. Except for like Sat- his Saturnalia, Saturnalia. Satur- yeah, I don't know, but he seems just kind of indifferent about most of it, though. He's like, uh, yeah, so she's blowing me. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, huh? Next. Well, so, yeah, basically, because all of this happens. And as this is happening, the next client is coming in, a new client. Yeah. And the aforementioned secretary, uh, receptionist at the desk, buzzes him to hear this lady that just. While this is happening, while she's getting sexed by Mr. Jonathan... Not really sexed. I, well, okay. I would say just laid upon. She is, he's just... <laughs> he has flopped on top of her. He's and just there. It's, it's the greatest thing ever to her because yeah, she will not Because it's Mr. Up. Jonathan. No, they had to establish his name. This starts... They established the shit <laughs> no, out of his name. This starts the Mr. Jonathan drinking game. Yes. No, which will kill you. It starts the Mr. Die. Jonathan Blake blackout game. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. kill you. Yes. Because she says his name at least a dozen times. Yeah. Oh, but easily. More than that. Easily. Mr. Jonathan, Mr. Jonathan, oh, Mr. Jonathan. On and on and on. I think it's set up for a joke because as soon as she turns on the intercom, of course, she just hears this. Mm -hmm. And she's like, haha, that's happening, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And the other lady can hear it, too, because it's an intercom. Right. And she's like, oh, well, apparently he's busy. So she's not really bothered by this. I'll wait. Yeah. No, I won't. Uh, Tell him to come by my house. Right. And so she's just inconvenienced. So she, I think, she's yeah. annoyed that she made the trip. Well, she's annoyed but that she, she has still to wait. wants it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she has the intercom, but she also can apparently pick up the phone because then she picks up the phone and is like, "This lady wants you to come to her house." He's like, "No," and she's like, "Well, she really wants to come to your house." And he's like, okay. "Yes." <laughs> and this, ladies and gentlemen, is the beginning of the secret to getting Mr. Jonathan to do anything you want. Ask, Ask him, him twice. Ask twice. <laughs> yes. The first time is always, "Nah, I don't feel like doing that." Mm-hmm. He's kind of like Mr. he's kind of like a bad parent in that yeah. way. It's like, "Daddy, I want that." No, I really want that. Okay, all right, yeah, fine. Yeah, it's so, almost like the ask your mother. Only there's not another right person in the. Yeah, it's yeah. just Mr. Jonathan. Right. So yeah. he finishes sexing up this lady <laughs> and goes outside, gets the address, and is like, "Oh, how's my schedule looking? It's busy. Well, obviously, I have time to leave and go bone this other white lady." So he gets in his car, <laughs> obviously, and, obviously, and we get the first of many driving sequences of him driving in his car. Yeah, which starts the almost immediately. We declare this a Stargrove soundtrack. Oh yes, yeah. Subject to change possibly later in the movie, obviously, and some debate. But he drives and drives and drives, and eventually gets to her house. Five minutes worth of driving shots. At it, least it's a yeah. while. I think, meantime, while he's driving, isn't this the first time, like, as soon as he leaves, like, that's when the hoodlums bust into the hair salon, right? Oh, yeah, so as, he, as soon as he pulls away, right. they, they walk in. Yeah, they're, they're waiting, waiting for him to leave. Yeah. So the hoodlums that, uh, I guess, he, we eventually learn his name is Mr. Big, yeah. who basically claims... Mr. Wilson. For, not, his actual name is Mr. Wilson. Yeah, but then sure. somehow he just becomes Mr. Big. Oh, that's just a one... That's a, just a one-off. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But anyway, yeah. his, his henchmen come to get Brenda, the receptionist. And tell her she's got to go back because he's claimed her as his own and nobody leaves Mr. Wilson's <laughs> employ. Right. Employ. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. We're going to go with that. Sure. Something. That's the least offensive. I don't know. Yeah, it's 
she was his. Theirs is a weird right. relationship. Yes. And then to say left. the least. Yeah. So they kind of rough up the place a little bit. They pick up one of the other hairstylists and throw him and let's just go ahead and get out of the way. Two of the hairstylists are 1970s stereotypical gay. Every or, gay stereotype you could possibly think right. of. Right. Like Mr. Two Furley from Three's Company. Exactly. I mean, they're wearing little ascots and just very way, way over the top. Super dramatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they're like, oh, no, oh, no, you big brute. And I mean, seriously, I'm not making that up. That's how they're acting is like that kind of thing. Banging on the guys. Mm-hmm. And he just picks one of them up and throws him across the room. And that's like the worst thing ever. And he's like, well, it breaks his Brenda, neck. Brenda, you, you better call later. We're not going to take you now because we weren't supposed to cause a scene. But you better call yeah. tonight. The, the, the they're also pushovers. Yeah. Everything like, about it is so yeah. dumb. <laughs> All right. You got to come with us. <laughs> no, I'm not going to come. But I'll call. Yeah. <laughs> well, you better. Yeah. <laughs> we were else. not expecting that response. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Well, See? I'm going to beat up your friend. So you better yeah, call. The way they beat him up is just like he picks him up and then drops him. Well, yes. he throws him onto the other guy, right? And which, who yeah. basically catches him, but which, which somehow gives for, the guy whiplash. But for yeah. fifteen seconds, the, we thought he was dead. Sure, because he, he was, was laying there acting like that. Yeah, <laughs> because as they're acting. as they're menacing the secretary, you can hear just the murmuring in the background of people just like, "Who are they? What do they want? What are they doing? Who's dead? Who's dead? It's the one guy on the ground wailing. Well, yeah, that too. But I mean, like the crowd of other people, like the 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 old the maid and the nurse, and, the nurse yeah. and and not like five seconds before the guy says it, Chuck's like, "Just shut up, everybody!" And then all of a sudden, the guy on the screen's like, "Everybody, shut the fuck up!" Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this movie did that several times. If we're thinking something, and eventually they say it. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't know if we should be proud of that or not. <laughs> don't know, but anyway, this scene plays out, and they leave, and she's going to call Mr. Wilson later that night, or yeah. so she mm-hmm. says. Sure. Meanwhile, Meanwhile. Mr. Jonathan <laughs> has now arrived at this other lady's house to yeah. be greeted by her two teenage daughters. Yeah, ostensibly, I guess. Sure. Uh, yeah, I pray this that they're is... eighteen plus daughters. I don't know. But they show up and they're our, skirting a line. Yeah, oh, there's a line they are. <laughs> because they're in itty bitty, bitty teeny 1970s bikinis, standing outside the gate, and immediately Mr. Mr. Jonathan rolls up, and they're like, "Ooh, a man!" And they're just all <laughs> over well, him. Well, they've heard of Mr. Yes. Jonathan. Yeah, well, sure, because apparently every woman in hasn't. town has heard of Mr. Jonathan. Yeah, that's why Mr. Jonathan's so tired. Right. So <laughs> that's why he doesn't care. He's just <laughs> yeah. like, whatever. Oh, uh, I just. Yeah, just <laughs> There's women in the store my life essence. Yeah. I'm good to die. He's living one vagina in the grave. <laughs> Just, yes. Yeah. Pretty much. One but, ball in the grave? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he lives his like 15 <laughs> vaginas at a time. <laughs> But anyway, so they drag him by poolside. Meanwhile, they're just Mr. John, fourth daddy bought us this house. And then they lay him down in the chair and he's just like, he's like, girls, girls, you're crazy. Leave me alone. What are you talking about? And eventually, he just kind of plops into the chair, and and they're like, okay, great. And they start stripping and rubbing all over him. Well, they ask him once, you know, have sex with us. And he's like, nah, no, you, you girls are crazy. And then they're like, come on, Mr. Jonathan. And he's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And just plops down in this chair, and is just like, do whatever. Yeah. And they do. And they start tearing off yeah. bathing suits. And meanwhile, the mom has, who originally had brought him to the house. Right. Well, she pops out naked she, first. Yeah. And is like, oh, dear, like you I better put a shirt on. Why does she even bother? I don't like, know because what follows next uh, didn't require a shirt. God, this is <laughs> this is the first time the movie goes very weird because yes, they're yeah. kind of sexing him up like they're butt naked now at this point. Yeah, and he's not. He's just like chilling out in the poolside chair, mm-hmm. and then mom comes running out 
and is like, get off of him, girls, and kind of spank at them, and they jump in the pool. Yeah, she whips them with a belt. Yeah, she yeah. has a belt. Yeah. She starts wailing on them. And they, she beats the shit out of them <laughs> until they leap into the pool. Yeah, right. and they're like, she can't it's swim, scary. so come in the pool with us. And she's like, not so fast. I'll show these girls. And hikes up her skirt. Hikes up her skirt and starts riding Mr. Jonathan in front of her two daughters. It's and weird. they're saying and, weird things and they and, like go underwater and then come back up and yeah. they're just kind of cheering her on because well, she's like i'm gonna teach them a lesson and they're like yeah teach, teach us, us a lesson and and teach us boy was it uncomfortable yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah. almost burning the candle at both ends but not really you know like <laughs> it's mm. it's burning something yeah, something was on fire yeah that <laughs> something was my retina but yeah and a few crotches so <laughs> this scene just kind of ends like most of them do by doing predator vision fade out like it does that yeah we kind of haven't mentioned that yeah like it goes it's inverse polarized thing anyone who's, weird who's done like photo editing it's a duotone okay but mm. it's like a black and white duotone so it almost bitmaps it's weird yeah but it just it's, still it, frames it's, and then does yeah, that but it's almost like a tv fade yeah <laughs> it's almost like a tv okay cut to commercial yeah, right. turn in next week oh on my black God, shampoo graphic sex because we actually said that we're like this must be where they <laughs> We're going to insert the commercials. And then it was like, no, this never aired on anything ever. <laughs> yeah. Not even FX would show this movie. No. And they got yeah, the Yeah, I think this was the the point in the movie where I put in my notes, this is a porn without penetration. Basically. Yeah. Which yeah. I was like, is this the whole thing? Is it just him going to be going from house to house, having bored sex with every woman who shows up? That probably might have been okay. <laughs> yeah. Of course, this point we're at... Uh, tits number four four pairs that we've shown sure. in the yes. movie so far I, yep. yes this we're is like hey this is not counting like i don't oh, yeah, yeah it just, it just this became... is not something we complain about no no, no. i it's mean just like, it's wow, good to okay. lose count of the breasts sure yeah. usually because the triple t ratio was pretty quick in this one anyway yeah oh i'd say it's basically as soon as the credits were well, I was, yeah. yeah i was gonna yeah. say it's like three minutes of shampooing maybe that's all it takes so yeah only i'd known so so school would have been way different so polarized cut, and now he's back at his shop, mm-hmm. and Brenda's there going, well, everybody else is left. Everyone else is yeah, left. Yeah, and, and she basically explains, these guys came in, they roughed them up, so I told them all to go home, uh, and he's like, well, what's going on? She's like, well, these guys, they came looking for me, it's my old whatever he is, my old man. I don't Technically, know. Like that. she old called man. him her old boss. Her old boss. Old boss. Okay. Yeah. So, she's the new boss. <laughs> So they, he basically gets her to finally spill the beans and say, this guy kind of took possession of me. It's weird, but I've got to go to him or he's just going to make everyone's lives a living hell. Sorry, I got to quit, boss, after three days. And Mr. John was like, and, yeah, no. He says, like, no, fuck that. <laughs> let's no. go get dinner. Yeah. No, girl. <laughs> so, yeah, he specifically says, let's go get dinner. Mm-hmm. And then it's a five to ten minute sequence of the love theme from Black Shampoo as they... Spend an entire long, long, long afternoon together. Yes. Because apparently they had dinner. They got dinner. dinner at like one thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Because they go paddle boating. They go walking through what looks like the jungle. They went to Nam. Yeah. It, I guess it's some <laughs> kind of a flashback. I guess it's some kind of botanical garden. But I mean, they go all over the place and feed ducks and ride a paddle boat. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And fall in it's, love. It's a fall in love montage with, yes. with the song. Because by the end of it, Can you they feel the love? are in love. Yeah. That has been established. Yep. No question about Black it. Black shampoo and, finally feels something. And I and I believe <laughs> night has happened. They Dusk has happened. It's still not night yet. Yeah. Because that's when the that's dudes right. show up. And yeah. It's like, she didn't call. 
we are going to fuck up this, yeah, this, <laughs> this is establishment. We, well, this is where we meet angry mob yeah, boss right. guy. And he's got like a little bit of a Robert Forster thing going on, but... A grade Z Robert Forster yeah, thing Yeah, exactly. He's like the poor man's, poor man's, homeless man's Robert Forster. Sure. Because Robert Forster is already like the homeless man's whatever. <laughs> so this At guy, that time, yeah. Right. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> lower than that. But he's just like... You got to get her to call. You know, he's like, can you guarantee she's going to call? And he's like, yeah, I mean, sure. Sure. And then, but the guy's just like, why don't you go back there and tear the place apart to make sure she calls? Right. The secretary of an establishment. Yeah. And it's. Go break up this dude's business. At this point, I just felt sorry for Mr. Jonathan because it's like. Do you feel sorry for Mr. Jonathan? Well, no, he's, he's doing, doing everything okay. that moves on <laughs> yeah, the Sunset Strip. Yeah. All he's done he's is made his hire bed and a he's laid, with it, laid in it with hundreds of yeah, women. But yeah. That's completely unattached to the fact that Still, all he did was hire a secretary. Still, that's a man's business. <laughs> Don't okay. fuck with a man's business. That's true, yeah. yeah but Yeah. But so they Jonathan and Herb get can, back to the place. Yeah, and, I was going to say, we can't just simply say they, they wreck the place because we have to talk well, about no, the but, jaunty music that they play <laughs> while no, they do it. No, but before this happens, okay. though, because they get back and this is when she quits. Mm-hmm. She right. says, I quit. I, quit. I, I'm, I, I can't do this to you. I leave. I quit. I quit. I quit. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, well, shit. Bummer. Mm-hmm. So he just goes in the back of his place and then she sits out in the car for a little bit. And then changes her mind, walks in, and just starts... Oh, you're skipping ahead. Yeah, that's after they fucked up the place up. They they come in and rough the place up. Mm -hmm. Rough the place up. As they're out. Because they come in, and he's like, damn. God damn. And that breaks the place a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Yeah, that's right, because it was not evening yet. Right. Because they come in... (laughs) It's the longest day in recorded history. Before dinner time. I don't know. They have 18 hours of sun in California. But... Maybe they're at dinner, and they have supper. Like, maybe they're going with the southern thing. Okay. I don't know. It's true. Could be. Maybe. But yeah, they come in and comically bust up the place with Ugh. whimsical music. It's jaunty. This is jaunty you, is the only word like that can really describe walk it. in the chocolate factory. Yeah. Jaunty. Yeah. This felt like the joysticks connection. Like this felt like the joysticks DNA of like we don't quite understand how to do this right, and so we're just making it Benny Hillish almost. But I think very clearly it was the last day of filming. Obviously, because they couldn't mm-hmm. bust up the set and then Break do it the again. Set, yeah. So they were just like, eh, let's sort of let's sort of pick and choose some targets that will bust up really good. And have some fun mm-hmm. with Try it. Try not yeah. to hit the things that still have the price tag on it that yeah. we can take back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the big huge guy goes and swats a light and one guy's just throwing. That was so gleeful. Yeah, I, I know. That oh, was yeah. my favorite. He just smacks the it shit out of like it. It was like a Dikembe Matumbo when that guy <laughs> yeah. goes, no, 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 not in my house. <laughs> But I mean, like one guy's throwing product at mirrors, like a like a baseball game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, and they're all just take. It's not really good, bust up a room type action. It's just sort of but, like or music. Well, the thing <laughs> yeah, is, it's not threatening because they're being goofy, and the music is being goofier. Yes, to the point that the music actually devolves into like laughter. Yeah, pretty, I, don't, yeah I don't know what instrument that was. The music starts doing it. It's just whip, whip, yeah. whip, 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 right. whip, that kind of thing, and it's just like okay, yeah. <laughs> We get it. These guys are sort of goofy. And yeah, but that goes on for a while. It yes, does it go does. on for a while. Most of the scenes in this movie go on for a while. <laughs> Just a little too there, long. There are this, natural this ends. One, that was the only one that truly felt like, okay, guys. Oh, no, no. We no, get no, it. no. There's Sex on a pool table yeah. later feels <laughs> okay. like it goes on way yeah, too long. it goes long. on a long time. <laughs> no yes, tracing. Now, now Jonathan and Brenda show back up, and yeah. he does the, oh, damn, my, my business is broken. Well, he just walks in and he goes, fuck. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and then he like kind of walks around and breaks some more things. Yes, he's he like, does. Yeah, picks some things up. He's like, God damn it, smash punch the wall. Uh, and she, that's when she goes out to the car, like sits and thinks, like, Am I going to well, steal yeah. the car and well, leave? And I love the better? fact that like she just got his place trashed. She's like, Yeah, I'd better quit now. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm going to go. Like, that's you just got his business ruined, and, and all she, you're going to do is just be like. You know what? I think I quit. Yeah. And she hops into his car. Yeah. yeah. In the driver's seat. No <laughs> She's going to take his car, too. Yeah. Why not just take everything? Yeah, really. Why Might not well. give him the VD he doesn't have? She's yet. already taken you know? everything from him. <laughs> also, here's a stick. It's blue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No! Yeah. But, I got plenty of shampoo. Yeah, so, <laughs> but then her idea is to go back into the place, and before she even gets to the back where he's retreated to in anger, she starts stripping... For the first time for us, mm-hmm. and in front of the camera, walks back there. There, he's got a shower but, in the back. And he's showering, and she just kind of steps in, and he's like, "All right, yeah, get in here, I guess." Go mm-hmm. me, baby. Sexing up time. So that happens, Which and that goes on a while. Goes on for uh, a while. They must have a really good water heater. <laughs> well, they they, st- they get, it comes out of the shower at one point. They're laying on the. Well, it gets so artsy. Yeah, too. it does. Yeah. They I love their artsy seventies porn long, style long, shots. You know, yes, Skinamax style. Right. You know, love scene that goes on a long time. They end up on the couch. Yeah. He's asleep and she slinks away. Mm-hmm. And then he, for about two seconds, has sex with the couch. <laughs> he does kind of dry up the couch before it ends. He gives a little one. And little, then and this little, is when uh, uh, his employees come back yeah, in. Yeah, well, especially, specifically the guy in the neck brace. And he's like, yeah. come on, we need to talk about what happened. He's like, go away. He's like, no, we really need to talk about what happened. It's like, all right. Well, they're just well, they're in and they just start bawling. Yeah. Like, well, oh, yeah. my God. Because this is the first time they they've seen the it. destruction. And they're yeah. just out there wailing. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Jonathan gets up. Now, he's buck naked. I mean, he is. So he luckily wraps a towel around himself and walks out there. <laughs> it's just like, y'all don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Where's he just kind of pull a YSO. He's like, don't <laughs> well, he worry hears, about it. He hears them wailing and is like, Brenda? Yeah. Which starts the Brenda oh. montage of... Oh, I forgot about yes, because he has to go driving. <laughs> Again, he goes yes. driving in the world's largest circle looking for Brenda. Well, Stops and asks a random lady on the street. <laughs> seen Brenda? Brenda? Have you seen Brenda? <laughs> and to us, we're like, is that just somebody walking down? Yeah. Because like, this was obviously... Brenda and who are you? <laughs> well, he's like, my <laughs> new reception is Brenda. Who the fuck are you? I'm from out of town. Oh, Mr. John. Oh, you're Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, I've heard about your reception. Well, this is obviously in San Francisco, right? I mean, there's big hills, right? Sunset Strip. Sunset oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, no. So LA. LA. Okay, yeah. the hills aren't that big. No, but they're alive. There's some hills. Well, I'm just saying, like he stops in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming and too. I so yeah, he asks random it. lady, and then like he just then it becomes just musical montage, and he's driving around and he's stopping briefly at different places. So we're just filling in. Like, Brenda. you seen Brenda? <laughs> So all these people just well, go this is obviously like, just B-roll. Oh, yeah. sure, yeah. Of just so all these people just giving him a weird look, like, who the fuck are you? Who's Brenda? Yeah. So that just goes on and on, and then he eventually ends up right back at the shop, like nothing ever happened. Yeah, he just drove in a circle. We wouldn't have even known where he was if we hadn't noticed the Tower Records in the background. Right. <laughs> because mm-hmm. he just ends up right where he was. Yeah. yeah. And then when he gets back, the dudes are there the waiting dudes are for waiting him. For him. They're like, yeah, we, we need, need to, to bring you to talk to her. Yeah, which I don't... Okay, the timeline uh, yes. of this is weird. First of all, this movie takes place over like 12 hours, but... It exists in this weird time void where it's just like, well, if a character goes off and does something, that means time is sped up somewhere else because she has gone back to Mr. Big and has just become his woman again. Like, and like, changed her hair. Yeah. Yeah. So, but this, this has all happened while he's basically like she got Looking up and left. Her. The employees came in. He went out and drove around, came back. 
all that happened in the background at some point. Well, it's basically like a morning. Like, he yeah, slept it's, late. Sure, it's first thing in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he was tired. <laughs> he yeah, did yeah. a lot the day before. That's true. <laughs> really did a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, well, he's he drinking muscle milk, too. I mean, <laughs> come on. He slept late and then went What's on your a, obsession his, with muscle milk. <laughs> he went on the Brenda Drive. Yeah. And then came back. And yep. that's when, yeah, the goons are waiting for him. I don't know. I don't understand this. Okay, it, the movie yeah, should it, have been over at this point. She went back. They didn't have any reason to ever talk to him again. But they do. They show up and it's like, we're going to take you to her. Well, yeah, Our they're, boss they're wants like, to we, talk to you. Yeah, and there's not really anything that they want to talk about. No. I think they just want to threaten him like, hey, she's ours. Fuck off. Or Mr. Wilson wants to gloat. I, I don't know. Something. That's I don't weird, know. But. Yeah, he, but he goes to the send a What's message. It's supposed to be this palatial estate that has the world's tiniest statue outside of it. <laughs> it looks look like a, a, a placeholder for a real statue. Like the artist was like, I'll make you a two foot tall one so you'll see what the real one looks like when we bring it. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it was, it, you put inches no, on the, here. Yeah, they, kept, feet. they kept having majestic <laughs> shots of this two yeah. foot tall little statue on blocks. But yeah, so he, he follows them back in his own car. Goes there, talks to Mr. Wilson, talks, sees Brenda all redone, like wearing different clothes and her hair is all different and straight now. And because she had a, Mm -hmm. not a huge, but she did have a fro going on. Not a stunt fro, but no, pretty good fro. And so he's talking and he's just like, she's like, oh, I've made my decision. I'm happy here. You need to leave and never talk to me again. And (laughs) this is the best part about the scene is like, he's listening to all this shit about, you know, I've won, leave her alone, get out of here. Well, and the guy goes, you know, we. My guy's got a little overzealous with your plays. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's here's some money. here's money with yeah. interest to make up for it. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he's which was kind of him as he's basically like giving up on Brenda. He turns and starts to walk away, and he goes, "Yeah, your hair looks like shit." And then yeah. just leaves. <laughs> which is another line that we had called. We were yeah. we were making fun of that before. So yeah. But yeah, that was like his little <laughs> yeah knife to the heart thing. But basically, again, this movie is over. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Fuck you." I'm taking your money. Well, except fuck all you people. Except for dickbag chauffeur guy who's standing out front just <laughs> berating him. He just instantly like, just like, hey, you, yeah, yeah, blanket, yeah, your woman, and you, my yeah. boss is doing your woman, and blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't even break stride and just cold cocks this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And then turns God, that and was like, satisfying. knees the, the, the giant Oh, no, he full on kicks oh, him yeah. in the yeah. crotch. Oh, yeah. Takes that guy down, and he's just about to make a move on the other guy, and that's when he pulls a gun. He's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. You know, like... We don't need any of this. Just get in your car and go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he basically does. Right. And goes back to the place and is like, all right, I guess I'm done with Brenda. And he's, yeah. just, he's just moping in the back. And that's mm-hmm. that's the scene I was thinking of happened earlier when his employees come in and do the, hey, we need to talk. No, go away. Leave me alone. No, we need to talk. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. <laughs> so they come in and they get right up in his face. Oh, yeah. And invite, and invite him to a Western style oh, barbecue. 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 Which... You may think you've heard of a Western barbecue before, but no. It's like they, they is, do preface it with "It's going to be gay and straight and, and straight, <laughs> and but just, mostly gay, but mostly gay." Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it's like if it's a Western style barbecue, it's the west end of the parking lot of the fish concert. I think, as we said, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, because they get there and yeah, there's I, topless women, a ballerina. No, well, hold on. Wait, you were you're not, not doing topless. that moment justice <laughs> of the topless, topless woman. There monster. is like a woman from the circus who is topless. Okay. I mean, it is yes. like one of those women who breaks cans well, with her boobs. She's not topless though. <laughs> she's wearing a couple the, of she's wearing under the her armpit. apron between her boobs. Well, yeah, and wrapped around. Was it, them. Was it overalls? Because a lot of people were rocking overalls. She oh, may have just had I them hanging out the sure side of the. Apron. We're focusing on the wrong aspect of this moment, which is not what she was wearing. It was her giant ass boobs. Yeah, big okay. floppy naturals. <laughs> yes. oh. 
70s floppy naturals flopping all over yeah. the place. But, I mean, but there's lots food of topless everywhere. women. Yeah, and, and yeah, there's just a chick topless. that's flat out naked. Yeah. Just bug naked. Hanging just out like, right by the drinks. Yeah, just yeah. like, hey, pass that's me a wing. Not sanitary <laughs> no. at all. No. It's like the buffet at the strip club. It's just uh, not, yeah. not no. a good thing. No. And there's a man and woman there in like formal wear, like they stumbled into the wrong party. Mm-hmm. There's another man and a drag queen there in yeah. formal wear, wear as well, uh, but sure. they belong at that party. That was the one who looked like Lily if, Tomlin, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If anyone belonged yeah. to that party, it was those two. Well, and, and that guy was going on and on about like how he's going to be the one that oh, turns Mr. Johnson. Mr. Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. he's going to turn him. That character is like every predatory gay character yeah. that's ever been created. It's like the worst. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh. like when you didn't think the stereotypes of the gay characters were bad enough, oh, it's they terrible. go to the barbecue and it's just like, oh man. Yeah, but he's yeah. just like, I'm going to convert black yeah. shampoo. It's and like, I mean, come on. Not to Mentioned that I don't think his name is Black Shampoo. I know it's, just, it's, 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 it's more fun to say Black, Black Shampoo. Why doesn't anybody ever call him Black Shampoo? We've all heard Mr. Jonathan <laughs> sure. enough times sure. tonight. Oh, and they say it plenty at this fucking barbecue too. Oh, oh Mr. God, oh, Mr. Jonathan. Well, I, Jonathan. I, I, all Mr. the other Jonathan. thing I glossed over is there is a ballerina at this barbecue. Just throwing like around two in the two or three ballerinas yeah. at this barbecue, dancing on the fences. There's a rancher with a shotgun, keeping watch. I guess at one point there's a chase in the background. Yep. Like one skeevy guy is chasing another skeevy guy. It's the most random party ever. It's I honestly thought they were filming the rap party. Yeah. It just seemed like a random cast of characters you know that this, probably maybe they worked just on the stumbled film. onto a John Waters party. Yeah, I was gonna say this is like, John yeah. Waters' Fourth of July party is about right. what I was about to say. That's probably yeah. it. Okay. This is it. Yeah. There it is. Well, so. you said it best during the movie. You're just like, I don't know if this is the worst party ever or the best party ever. <laughs> it could go either way. At, I think in the seventies that was probably pretty good. If yeah. you're doing enough drugs to keep up, it's the best party. Yeah. I mean, it was so good, in fact, that, like, Mr. Jonathan walks in, and there's naked titties right next to him, and he just doesn't even phase him. Well, I he like just the, gets, gets a punch. The one guy finds totally his new receptionist, who's another girl with very large natural breasts, that, it, and he's like, effect. she's she's pretty, yeah. right? You want her for your new receptionist? And he just kind of pats her chest like, that'll That's do. Okay. Well, she's that'll wearing, do she's okay. wearing Mr. Mr. Jonathan, Jonathan fan club t-shirt. <laughs> well, just the way she, he pats her, like, that'll yeah. do, pig, right. that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> that is the director's wife, by the yeah. way. Oh, okay. There you go. Fun fact. All Fun right. fact. I know way too much about Graydon Clark. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Helpful tip for me, Gun. So. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, that party happens, and Jonathan doesn't stay there very long. I think, did he get like, a drink or like a hot dog? He it's got a punch. No, he got, he got like, a drink. He got one like drink. one thing, and then just was like, All right, see you. Thanks for the well, barbecue. He gets the one thing, and then he tells the other dude, like, I got to go. Yeah. Like, I got to, you got to take gotta, care of the shop. Um, I got to be gone for yeah, a while. Yeah, because he decides to go to the country. I'm going to go up to the cabin and get my mind right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. That's pretty much what happens. Fair enough. And he goes and meets this magical guy who, I guess... <laughs> Caretaker. Runs Family the, friend. I don't know. We, when he first Caretaker. showed up, we thought like he was going to be the uh, the hairdresser, Mr. Miyagi. Because yeah. like that's kind of how it presented him. <laughs> he was, was like, going to learn new... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was going to do this training montage from this guy out in the woods. Because he's... I need to learn to do hair he's, better than ever before. He's raking up giant now pine brush cones. brush that hair. Brush it. God damn it. Brush it. <laughs> left. Right. Left. Part it. <laughs> he's, he's raking up giant pine cones when, when Mr. Jonathan first comes pulling up. Yeah. And then he serves him some water, which were, was conspicuously close to the pine cones. So the rest of the movie became all about the magical pine cone water. Right. Yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan, drink the pine cone water. It'll make you feel great. Or as you said, I've the, been drinking pine cone water all day. Or as you said, the, the pine shine. Pine shine. Yeah. Shine. Pine yeah. Shine. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it comes. It does Bruno come no. in hand. I believe they gave that guy superpowers. Sure. Or, or gin, as they call it in the city. Oh, all right. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, Jonathan just kind of. Goes to this cabin and is like chopping wood and Hanging out. carrying water yeah. and all those things. He's getting do. his mind right. Right. He just got to clear his head. Yeah. He's getting right with God, bro. 
until Brenda. I was I just want to like condense what she does very quickly because it's really dumb. go for it. It's it's pointless. Like she has this weird thing where she sees Mr. Wilson's book, like his book, and it's all in weird code. It's all initials and bullshit mm-hmm. numbers. And he, she takes a quick glance. She gets smacked for it. He's like, "Don't ever look at my book." So apparently, she goes, Bing, "That's important. Book get, means something. Get the book." So when they're going into town one time, she's she makes this scheme that she opens up his briefcase, tosses out the book, and then they go into town. He drops her off to go shopping. She sneaks back to the house, gets the book, and then goes to try to find find Jonathan. Yes. You were just encountered shampoo, weren't you? Just <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it feels better than Jonathan. Yes. Jonathan doesn't feel like a, a powerful name. That's a no. really terrible name. Sorry for anyone named Jonathan. In front yeah, of it. Sure. Mr. Jonathan. Just saying, for this guy, it's the, not right. It's not right, yeah. Black um, shampoo was right. But so she goes back to the shop, to, to uh, Mr. Jonathan's hair shop, and uh, and they say, he's here, and show him a picture. And then it kind of does this dissolve, like, into color. Yeah. And we're like, did she just, as you said, somewhere in time her way into this she picture? She willed herself into that painting. <laughs> because suddenly she knows where that is and is pulling up and talking to the magical caretaker guy again. Who offers her some pine I'm, 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 I'm sure that Artie told her where it was. Maybe. Fine. Whatever. Maybe. I will say, like, this movie doesn't waste time, much like last week's movie, but does it in more of a narrative fashion. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just it's like... It's more cohesive, but yeah, not... Yeah, but it also wastes time with lots of driving and bullshit like that. But, yeah, but I mean, things like this are good. It's yeah, like, it okay, she gets there. It does yeah. not understand pacing at all. Right. No, but transitions, it does okay. Yeah. But, yeah, but she shows up. She's there. She sees him. They immediately fall into each other's arms. And start Fall making love again passionate, sweet love time. on the pool table for like the next ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. In very some ruining that shots. pool table. Yeah, yeah. That's just gonna have to refelt it. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So that happens got for a while. Like I mean, <laughs> <Chunk>. <laughs> and then apparently the bad guys also go and inquire. Oh, we can't gloss over the scene. Obviously, no. They go to inquire about where their whereabouts. Oh. Uh, can we gloss over no. some of the scene? No. Uh, there's an awful scene in this movie. Yeah. So this is where the movie turns. Really, <laughs> the, the, this is the turning point <laughs> yeah, of the movie. Yeah. I mean, the, the weird daughter mother thing was weird in a different way, but in sort of a, like a teehee, it's does, the seventies. Does anybody way. know well, the guy's name? The the other the guy who got hurt, Artie. Artie, yeah, mm-hmm. Artie. Okay, Artie's one of guys. So hurt. they confront Artie at the at the hair salon, and but it's like a violent cut. Like they've got him like bent over one of the stools and well, they're like threatening him with like you better tell us where they are they came in and threatened him and then it cut and back they said to them they having, weren't gonna talk right and then right. they cut back to mr jonathan having more sex and then it went back to the shop okay. again and that's when they've got him bent over a thing and uh <laughs> and i've been talking for a while so someone else gets to do this so they, go you go ahead i uh, all right none of us want to describe this go scene, for it bj but- this Mr. Live. Mr. Wilson, yeah, great. <laughs> Mr. Wilson calls to one of the associates for that thing on the wall. Yeah, them things. <laughs> yeah, give me that thing. Hand me that thing over Hand there. Me that thing. And so he hands it to him, mm-hmm. and it comes closer to the camera, and we can see that it's a curling iron. Yeah. And M- Mr. Wilson and, is, and we all know what's happening. At right. this point. Yes. Mr. Wilson, at one point we're all going, no, 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 no. <laughs> please threatens do not <laughs> threatens and, you know, calls him some names. Mm-hmm. And then he's like touching the curling iron to make sure that it's steaming hot. And we see smoke come off of the curling iron. And then he turns away from the camera and crams it up Artie's ass. Yeah. And that's the most gentle way I can deliver that. There's screaming and crying and, 
Oh yeah, and yeah. He hollers. And it's not a slow thing either. No. It is like no, it's it's awful. It's no. like he stabs him basically. No, it's legitimately it. awful. What he does is he curriculums him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the episode title. <laughs> and there it is, the one I was hanging on to for the entire oh, time. You son of a bitch. You are terrible. You're I am worst. a horrible human being. You're the worst. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, so but. yeah, that's awful. That happened. Yeah. And then we never see Artie again. Because yep. he's dead from being <laughs> sodomized by a yes. goddamn curling iron by some devious masochist I think he was asshole. solarized. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Stop. Poor Artie, man. I know. I'm sorry. A little moment of a little respect for yes, Artie. Pour one out for Artie. God. No, never mind. <laughs> yeah, but so this apparently Artie eventually gives up the information. I believe he does. Yes. He, he doesn't as they're showing the scene. He never says anything. But the next scene yeah, they, is they them magi- pulling up to magically the, appear at the same yeah. clearing with the same you know, magical guy, groundskeeper yeah. there. Yeah. But he does not How trust them doing? at all. No. <laughs> As well, he shouldn't, mm-hmm. because they're just like, "Hey, come over to the car. Hey, come over to the car. Yeah, hey, come hey, over you. here. I want to talk to you." And he's like, "No, you there? Uh, no, no. Well, you guys we're need we're to leave. For it's Bre- private Brenda St. Jill, John, St. John, Jane John, Brenda St. John." And then the I don't know any Brenda St. John. It's like, well, that's her. That's car. her car. Like, oh, uh, uh, y'all get off of this private property. <laughs> and, and then a, the giant, like the the giant henchman. This dude, we haven't even talked about him, and I'm I'm sad that we haven't, because he is about twelve feet tall. <laughs> and he has a big fucking fro yeah. and a big beard. He's yeah. very menacing. He's very Mean Joe Green of the era. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, much. in any other scene, Black Shampoo, if you're welcome, looks pretty like towering over just <laughs> yeah. about everybody else yeah. in the scene. Yeah. And then he stands next to this guy. It's like, this guy's got like a foot on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. enormous. Yeah. But yeah, he is walking up threatening the old man. But it doesn't even get that far because the then, yeah. then Brenda and Black like, Shampoo start coming down the, the, the <laughs> hill just, just about that Hand time. in hand, strolling down like, the hill. There they are! <laughs> and well, he goes, there they are. Run that guy over. Yeah. Because they do. Like, he literally says, run that guy over. Mm-hmm. And they do. Like, I mean... Ah, like, under tire, yeah, crunch, tired. bounce right. car. Guy got run over. So now they've killed him. Big. They get out and run after... After Jonathan and yeah. his woman. Well, Jonathan's like, those sons of bitches, I'm going to go down there and murder them. And she's like, no, don't run. Mm-hmm. And well, they, they kind of run. They run back to the cabin. Right. He grabs the chainsaw that he was using to yes. chop the wood earlier. Uh-huh. And they go running off in this, another, again, a very long extended chase of running through woods. Yes. Running, running, running. She's, she's more than just barefoot. She's wearing a button-down shirt, and that's it. And that's not buttoned. Right. <laughs> it's just on. Sort of, yeah. So. Like, no underwear whatsoever. Yeah. Barefoot. Running, so there's screaming. There's a lot of awkward running. Well, because she's barefoot and, like, running over gravel and everything yeah. else. And occasionally picks her up. And then, like, every time he does, he's like. And then when she's running, she's like. Yeah. And, like, as I said, if you were, like, if you closed your eyes during this part of this movie, it would be a completely different movie. Because the music sounds like porn music. It's the opening scene of the movie. And then everything else, like, everything she says is like, put me down. Oh. It's just lots of grunting and moaning and panting and all kinds of things and then eventually he finds sort of a clearing the the large henchman and the chauffeur kind of get separated from the other two mm-hmm. they split up he just kind of sneaks up behind them and does the one pool chainsaw chainsaw in a movie trick mm-hmm. and chainsaws both of them before they can even pull out their yeah, guns he like gets the giant guy like in the shoulder yeah. neck area and then the other guy in the side yep. and just apparently kills him i mean it's not well filmed i mean it's obviously 
it's they just didn't jabbing have a, something yeah, they to didn't the have side. a budget to do any sort of no. those effects no. so but right. it's very quick cuts yeah. and but it's still it's still two dudes of, just got wrecked by chainsaw it's still kind of brutal i mean there's like some a little bit of blood spray and yeah. just the people screaming in bloody agony yeah. and yeah and then like chainsaw shuts off and like just about that time the other two Wilson and his other henchman, which we haven't really talked about him, but he's his name Maddox. Maddox, yes. Oh, man, yeah. it's just, they just which, go. They we'll, kind of. We'll talk about him when we're wrapping up. Okay. Yeah. They kind of because of the name he used for the movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So they kind of come running around the corner, and, and Black Shampoo just takes off. <laughs> and so it's more. It's more. See, running. it's never not funny. It's more running and running and running and running and running. It's like a Hanna and Barbera <laughs> cartoon. <laughs> the Black Shampoo Power Hour. <laughs> so they keep running and running, and now like Mr. Wilson is getting tired, and he's like, they keep falling behind, and at this point, it's just like it's this desperate horror movie. Like we've been running for three miles mm-hmm. in the woods, kind of thing, where right. everyone's just like, yeah. oh god. And keep in mind, this started out as a softcore porn. Right. Yeah. And now we're in this territory. And now people are getting chainsawed. Yeah, now it's like the hills have eyes, basically. Um, Because, like, yeah, they're they're running through the woods, and, like, he tries to do the same thing. Like, he gets, like... he puts her somewhere and just says, just hide here. Well, yeah, it looks like an old, like, uh, water water barrel or something. I don't know. It's just something like, hide in there. He just hides her near it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he's kind of in the clearing, and it's like kind of. It looks like he's in the shadows, and he has a little bit of a drop on him. And then, like, apparently, the time of day changed for the pickup shot because he's standing right out in the open in the middle of the sun. Yeah, and he goes to start the chainsaw, and it won't start. So now his <laughs> the first accurate chainsaw in Banff cast history. Now right. his plan is is like I'm just going to kind of stalk this guy, and when he gets close, I'm going to hit him with the chainsaw or throw the chainsaw. Throw it at him. Him. I don't know, but he throws it so far over that dude's head. Yeah, and then you the, know, the guy when you're sh- not used to chucking chainsaws at dudes. Sure. You're, sure, yeah, your aim might be a Black Shampoo off. doesn't know his own strengths. I, yes, right. that sure. is sure. Well, he hadn't had Black much sex. Yeah, so he had a lot more strength. Yeah, he had a lot more strength than he probably he was off. Yes. At full power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know he was at full power. Sure. So, awkwardly throws the chainsaw, misses. The guy shoots him in the side, and he continues to charge him. Yeah. They Black fight. Shampoo don't take no shit off nobody. They nope. fight for a little bit, and then eventually Mr. Wilson comes around the corner, grabs the gun, and breaks the whole thing up, and is like... All right, take me to the book. It's back at the cabin. Okay, da 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 da. da. Walk to the cabin. Mm-hmm. It's not here. It's back at the. Yeah, he says she his, lied. It's back, back, back at the salon. Back the, yeah. And meanwhile, <sighs> meanwhile, Maddox is that his name? Yep. The henchman guy. He keeps punching black shampoo in his bullet wound. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, at, like a couple times to the point where like blood is spurting out of him as he's punching him. Yeah. So just pushing that bullet to new and different places inside. And then it turns more dark macabre shit again because yeah now their plan is is like the key punching in the bullet wound and it's like that's not doing anything don't you don't you know anything the way to get to him is not through brute force it's through the mind you've got to hurt her mm-hmm. <sighs> and this worries us because they bend her over the pool table and he pulls out a pool cue and we're like no again? no yeah. no no please no. movie no and thankfully they don't go there they just go somewhere almost they just I'm mad at them for putting they, that in my mind, though. Yeah, sure. but they go to the caning route. Where yeah. He's basically hits her repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's screaming, and don't talk, don't tell him anything. He's just, like, screaming, you know. he's. I mean, he's been punched in the bullet wound four times. He's not really coherent at this point. No. Mm-hmm. And then... Luckily. Then movie's like, oh, I guess we need to resolve this, because we've painted this into a weird corner now. So, and just like I told you, yes, I called it. Yes, you did. I called it. You did. It's the pine shine. That's the only thing because the magical groundskeeper shows up with a little tiny hatchet in hand, buries and it in Max's yes. chest, and then dies. Then Black Shampoo grabs the pool cue and impales Mr. Wilson 
with the sharpest pool cue. Sharpest pool cue. Yep. But no. Well, give, actually, no. Just Black Shampoo didn't know his own strength. Like, sure. like he, was, yeah. he was still he was in full still strength. Full yeah. strength. That's, it's like TNT Jackson just punched straight through that guy. Yeah. That's yeah. how you end this. He movies. has to be fucked down to everyone else's <laughs> level. <laughs> yes, that's that's what right. It is. He's just used to playing with like at least two guys in the in the penalty box, and like when yeah. he's at full strength, yeah. he's like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Right. That got really but, out of hand. I do give BJ credit because he's like, "Man, that groundskeeper's coming back," and all of us are like, "No, they ran him over. He's dead." No, he's coming bounced back. off of him. <laughs> so of course you cheered as soon as that guy shows yeah. up, screaming through the door with a hatchet. <laughs> ah! yeah. And he made a grand entrance. It oh yeah, great. yeah. And so black, <laughs> black shampoo and Brenda embrace, and it goes to the polarizing thing again. And credits. credits. Yeah, mm-hmm. like get out. Happy. <laughs> fuck out the movie theater. And they all lived kind of happily ever after. No, I think they probably died in that cabin. <laughs> sure. I think they all died of their wounds. Well, I mean, groundskeeper's probably dead. Oh, uh, definitely yes, dead. I believe he probably is. Both the bad guys are dead. dead. Oh, yeah, they are dead. Artie may be dead. I'm, I, yeah. Or wishing he was. And yeah. Richard, the other guy, still alive. Yes, sure. theoretically. Richard. So mm-hmm. Richard Shampoo, the sequel. Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dick Shampoo. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you yep. just called it. Too bad, it's happening. Uh, no. <laughs> Put it on the list. A sequel. 30, 40, 35 years in the making. Oh, please, yes. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. That's, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, Thankfully. Started strong with music. Does, oh, it, yeah. does it finally Star-Grove, have yes a Star no. Grove? I would say yes. And I would absolutely say yes. Um, the music in the beginning is sufficiently Sell funky. Sell me on it, because I'm on the fence. What it's actually makes here. it a full-on Stargrove is not that it's a good song, but their love song, while they're loving, <laughs> the loving montage is almost saying what they're doing. Yeah. Like, sitting there, Which is the definition face. of a Stargrove. Look I, at them now. Looking into each lunch. other's eyes. Yeah. My yeah. God, that... Okay, let me sell it a little better. Okay. The the Because the music does go absolutely batshit in the second half. It, it goes wrong, but... The, the music in the intro and the music when he's driving around. Put that music in Slaughter's Big Ripoff. Yes. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I, I just... I. The you, only reason I'm hesitating coffee, is because... Closing. Because <laughs> the store trashing music is ABC. so atrocious. It is. I kind of like that, that, actually. You it's like bad. It's weird. It's yeah. bad, but it's kind of... Well, no, it's not even really Stargrove because it doesn't really fit with that scene. But Well... No. It does tell the story because it's like... On the strength of the stuff it starts with, I'll go with the Stargrove. Okay. I just did not like the second the music in the second half at all. No, no it, not it got weird. I will say that the music in the smash up sequence fits because they are so gleeful about it. Yeah. Sure. They're gleeful because and it's, dopey and stupid. Yeah, they're being whimsical about it. They're probably high as shit, but um <laughs> yes, I'll go ahead and agree dude. to the Stargrove then. Outstanding. Star okay. Grove. <laughs> it's so, back. On to other ratings. Uh-huh. Washing all white ladies' hair. Stargrove. <laughs> Oh, this is a tough one to rate because mm-hmm. I have to look at it as like we had a lot of fun watching this movie up until certain parts. Like we <laughs> laughed a lot and made a lot of comments, but and then all of a sudden, but I wouldn't wish this movie on too many people. Like I would and I wouldn't. So like <laughs> I'm actually I'm like I, I don't know if I'm at like one jocks or one bag. That's where I'm at. I'm like I'm like on that fence of like mm. we had a little bit of fun, but like there's lots of things in this that could easily throw it into bags territory, like rapey and other stuff. 
So I yeah. think I think I have we, to go. We didn't even mention the part where when after Brenda says I'm oh, back yeah. with my boss now, oh. he just goes to White Lady's house and oh, forcibly yeah. has yeah. sex with her. Well, yeah, it makes a like, poodle oh, disappear. Forcibly <laughs> makes out with her. That we got don't know really close. That got it was really rapey for a bit. Definitely <laughs> sexual assault. We're not sure yeah. if it was rape. But yeah. she to be fair, she it wasn't like random person. No, it was no, no. one of his his clients. But or, it was still unpleasant. Uh, sure. It still may not have yeah. been consensual. <laughs> not arguing that. Just saying like yeah. it's not it's, like the, it's not like the random lady he stopped and asked where Brenda was. It's not like he went and sexed her you up. See Brenda. Yeah. Who are you? How do we know he <laughs> yeah. did? What's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I, I'm going to go with a bag because I mean, there's enough weird and rapey stuff that like I'm. It's going to fall into the. I wouldn't quite recommend it, but with the right frame of mind, there's almost still some fun you could have with this movie. So that's where I'm at. One bag. Yeah, I mean, through the first half, I was at three jocks, and it kept pushing it down. Further and further. But I will give this movie credit because I had literally no idea where any of it was going. No. You know, and that's, there's a credit to that. I mean, even though we were calling out stuff that happened in the movie as far as like little side stuff, like, I mean. This guy right here. That guy. They named it Black Shampoo because there was a movie the year before with Warren Beatty called Shampoo where he was a hairdresser. Yep. You know, and then to have suddenly you're impaling people with pool cues and killing them with chainsaws. What did happen in Shampoo? Not that. It's not like, it's, it's <laughs> like a sex comedy. Okay. Yeah, but you know, like a, a 70s movie. type sex comedy. It's not, you know, it's very different from this movie aside from the fact that the protagonist yeah. has a lot of sex. So, yeah. but I guess I'm going like, I can only go one jocks because I, I do think that there's stuff to enjoy in this, but there's so much stuff that happens near the end of that movie that's just like, Ugh. Ugh. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. early on the whole like these two chicks are probably minors thing was like, should we be watching this? This is uncomfortable, you know, and then the easiest way to deal with that is to think that they're about 50 years old now. Yeah, <laughs> that's really <laughs> help. Really? Yeah. Oh, but sorry. We're not seeing them now. I know. But, right. But yeah, I, it, it's it's a recommend, but it's a slight recommend. I really. I wish they had done some different things <laughs> with a lot of the stuff in the second half of this movie. Like rewritten it, maybe. Um, <laughs> as awkward and kind of strange as that second half was, I'm still going to give it a jocks because it's kind of so crazy it that I almost... <laughs> yeah, it just might work. Like I, I almost don't believe that this movie exists. Um, so I would kind of like to force it on some other people <laughs> just to <laughs> all right i think i think it would work in that way because like, yeah you have to watch like, black shampoo <laughs> well, you, people are gonna think oh like it's this weird 70s porn thing and then all of a sudden <laughs> nope guess what it's not <laughs> right it's such a flip like if you know what's coming putting someone through this you yeah. can enjoy it again for the first time mm-hmm. <laughs> sure uh-huh. I, i'll agree on that level that it's it's almost like a dare kind of thing to show somebody, but you can't say too much about it either. Like you can't say like, wait, you can't even do like the way you see what happens in the second half. Oh my God. You just no. got to let it play out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to be the, the champion of the underdog movie again. I'm going to give it two jocks. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you're only one above us. No, right? I know, but I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to sing his praises a little bit more than that. I, I get, okay. Obviously there is some unpleasant, awkward 
terrible stuff in this movie. 90% of it. You have to sort of understand the time that this yeah. thing was made where that was somehow strangely acceptable to do on film. It doesn't excuse it, but it's not like these filmmakers were just grotesque human beings. Mm-hmm. It just happened. I'm glad it doesn't happen now. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I liked how completely non-energetic Mr. Jonathan was the entire movie. Like, he just could not give a shit about anything, which brought me joy. I don't mm. know why. It just did. Um, he was oversexed. I, I, yeah, I guess. Uh, he's depressed, actually. He needs some Zoloft or some counseling. <laughs> yes. <Abilify>. Yes. <laughs> counseling. It, boobs all over the place. And, you know, the music was awesome. And it did sort of have that, where the hell is this movie going? I'm not exactly saying I enjoyed where it went, but I didn't yeah. know that's where it was going to go. Um, so, yeah. Two jocks. Okay. Right. And like I said, we had mentioned Maddox. Mm-hmm. The name he used, the actor oh, in the credits... <laughs> Jack Meehoff. Uh-huh. William Bonner, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Classy. Look him up. Classy Apparently, man. Apparently, he was embarrassed to be in the movie. I don't know. What? That's too weird. No. <laughs> but Jack Meehoff. Jack Meehoff. Jerk. Right. <laughs> well, shall we take a break? Yes, I think we should. All right. All right, welcome back. Hey, Vampcast. Sec- second half. Second half time. Wow, oh, yeah. second two. We're doing two halves, right? I think so. All right. This nah, week. Might as well. That's a good plan. Just for the live stream. Two for two. Special bonus half. So Yeah, should we mention we're live streaming this? Yeah. Um, we're kind of <laughs> testing it. It's not official, but yeah, it's there. Like we said, follow us on the social medias and we'll post it if yeah. we're doing it. Yeah, but, like the hot new Google Plus. Woo! Yeah, we're putting it through its paces. <laughs> Subject to change. <laughs> we don't know how it works, but I think we've got images uh, and sound think, up there. So people are listening. I will say watching. the YouTube seems to be working better Sweet. as far as comments, updating, and that sort of stuff. It's a little bit easier so. to, to follow the comments on the news. Yeah. But yeah, as as we uh, go forward, we'll be trying to let everybody know when we're doing it, okay. and recording, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, right? Movies. Yay! I movies. Saw a somewhat new movie. Sure. What is it? I watched a uh, 2012's Chronicle, which you may not even remember. Oh, is that the found footage superhero movie? Yes. What? Okay. I this is one of those movies. I saw the trailer and like the beginning of the trailer. I was like, oh, what's what's this? This could be interesting. And like the longer the trailer went, I was like, this looks like some WB Twilight bullshit, and I don't want to watch it. And then it was okay. on uh, pay, pay TV that took zero effort for me to watch it. I just was flipping channels right as it was starting, and I was like. Oh, yeah, I think I kind of remember that. I think I'll watch it now because I have nothing better to do with my life. Here's the thing. It's not the WB Twilight thing at all. Like, I, there's aspects of this movie I really liked. Unfortunately, the special effects are kind of atrocious. And that's actually sad that that's like my one knock against the movie. Um, Because the idea and the execution of camera stuff and and, and the way that they actually make it live in the found footage world... Mm -hmm works really well and almost better than like i would actually say it's almost like cloverfield if cloverfield had like half the budget cloverfield had yeah um because unfortunately this movie gets a little too big for its britches and by the end of it it's trying to do some very big ambitious things and it just doesn't have the budget for it 
yeah. because it goes places that I was not expecting it to try to go in this in the scale of the movie that it was building up to. And it's weird because like some of the special effects in the beginning looked all right. Like when they're keeping it simple and like the basic idea of the movie is, is uh, three teenager teenage dudes. Uh, two of them are cousins and one's just kind of like a friend of one of them, but not really the other one's kind of an outcast. And like the only reason is cousins hanging around is because they're related. Uh-huh. And they're at this party and they kind of hear something. So they go off in the woods and they find this hole, climb down the hole. And there's ostensibly like either an alien ship has landed or some kind of meteorite or whatever. It's like the movie doesn't dwell on what it is. Thing from space. It's just, it's there. Cosmic rays. It's in this hole. Like they, Fantastic Four. They go down there, like they get kind of blasted out of the hole and they wake up the next day. And <laughs> happened to me before. <laughs> like they start kind of like the first thing they realize is they've, they've got mild telekinesis mm-hmm. and that yeah. kind of grows. And they're like, well, wait, you know, we can actually fly using this power. And we're also kind of somewhat indestructible and, so it's like these these powers kind of keep growing. So it's like mm-hmm. this superhero origin story thing. And so it starts off like some of the effects are pretty good. Like the when they're floating stuff and when they're just kind of hovering above the ground. And then it's like when they start out and out flying, it's like you don't have the budget for this. You just yeah. like, you know, but so it's like it's it's better than I thought it would be. And like the the characters and the writing are actually pretty good. It's just it's really mired by its bad special effects. But I'd still say it's kind of worth a watch because like okay. it's kind I've of heard a lot of people don't like the characters. That's been a big complaint. From I don't know what I remember hearing about that movie. I mean, I found it interesting that like your main character is kind of the guy that goes the supervillain route. Like the main guy you're following is like the one out of them is like, fuck my life. Fuck my parents. You know, like I'm mm-hmm. kind of becoming evil and he's kind of the guy you're following more than the other ones. Hmm. Yeah. So I could see how that would turn. People yeah. Off. Well, I, I thought that was fascinating because like yeah. you never get an origin story for the villain. The villain just appears. Right. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so this sure. is kind of like that. I mean, other than like, a little bit with Unbreakable, but not even so much. I mean, it's still kind of like barely. Yeah, yeah, it's still like he's kind of the second accounts. But yeah, yeah, so, it's too bad the effects let it down. Because I remember when I way back when when I was in college and doing 3D modeling and effects work and that sort of stuff, and I always thought the best way to sell stuff would be to have it look like home video footage that has that stuff in it. Yeah, and well, do it convincingly. The the interesting thing is they actually keep it with a. It's like a found footage movie. If the footage could kind of come from anywhere that this happened. Because mm-hmm. it starts off like, you know, the one outcast kid is videotaping everything. And then it's like, then you start getting kind of some security camera footage. And then like, by the end, there's like this kind of crazy thing going on where everyone's videotaping it. So it like the camera can change all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting because it's like, it breaks that Cloverfield or whatever need for, I'm carrying one camera to watch all of this. So you can kind of yeah. get some camera changes. And, and then it was it the up. issue with Cloverfield. Was yeah. There's a certain point where you're like, no, you're going to run for your life. You're not going to film right. this. Yeah, put the camera down. And that's, you know, that's that's the problem with that kind of filming technique, though. And making that choice is you have to kind of shoehorn and funnel things down to where that makes logical sense. Yeah. But, like, it's the kind of it's the kind of movie I'm, like, I'm interesting, interested to see what this guy might do next. Because I think, like, if this did any money at all, maybe they'll be like, all right, you showed potential there. We're going to give you a bigger budget for your next movie. And, mm-hmm. or you know... The problem is, is he may always be too big for his britches. He may be like, well, now I have $60 million and I can make what should be a $120 million movie, you know? So yeah. it could just be, he never gets any better than that. <laughs> so people mm. just need to start a little smaller. Yeah. Hmm. But worth a watch if you can get it for cheaper free. 
It's right. <laughs> always an easy <laughs> recommendation. Is recommendation. <laughs> well, you know, like I mean, you won't love it, but you probably won't hate it. And I think there's some. It doesn't waste your time. Yeah, there's some interesting ideas going on in it. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, those can be fun. Mm-hmm. So, in a weird coincidence, Chuck and I ended up watching the same movie on the same night at the same time. Yeah, at the same place. <laughs> it was really oh, no. weird. on the same. I started couch. watching it, and I just Were you I, snuggling on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Again? <laughs> yeah. Your fiance's going to hate that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I I started watching the movie and I texted Chuck and I'm like, hey, have you seen this? And he goes, watching it now. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. But uh, we both watched Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Yeah. With Steve Carell and Keira Knightley and a cast, a cast of, of thousands. Hundreds. Yeah. A cast that a lot of favors were called in and people showed up for a scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because there are a ton of actors in this movie that show up for literally one scene and then it's moving on. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, which works because none of them overstay their welcome. Mm-mm. Just like Rob Corddry. Like, th- this proves to me that Rob Corddry is best in the smallest doses. Yeah. Like, you can't make him a main guy because his thing just gets overbearing too quickly. But, but in a scene or two, it's okay. Yeah, in a scene or two. Like, I mean, he's great in the scene he's in. Mm-hmm. You're like, this guy's the best. Yeah. But that movie's really, really, really good. Surprisingly good. I was, I was at, by the time it was over, I was shocked at how good it was. Yeah. I thought I was going to like it. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I honestly just put it in the queue because I was using up credits and I was like, that. Same here. Looks like one Jen might be interested in, mm-hmm. you know, and because she likes Steve Carell. So it was like, all right. I'll throw that in there. And then I ended up loving it more than she did by a lot. (laughs) But uh, it's the way, the best way to describe it is it reached that sappy romantic part of my brain without insulting the rest of it, which is very difficult to do because so many movies, when they try to hit those notes to me, there's that cynical part of me that just shuts down and is like, no, I know what you're doing. Stop it. No. And this one does it so well that I didn't mind that it was doing it. Yeah. It kind of goes in predictable places, but you don't mind it because it's doing it very, very well. Yeah. It's kind of like it goes places you would think it would be going, but it takes a weird route getting there. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's, God, there's so much going on with that movie that it's, you know, it's it's not only examining like how this guy's dealing with his life basically not turning out how he had hoped and knowing that the world is going to end. And mm-hmm. so he doesn't have really the time to change it. And, but it also examines how society breaks down and how people, what happens when people have no filter anymore, you know, when it's just like, you don't have to be nice to that guy cause you never have to see him again, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, and eventually it does get to, okay, there's riots in the streets and, everything's going to shit really quickly. But I mean, early on it, I was like shocked at how orderly it was orderly and polite. Everyone was. Yeah. But they do have like, they do have the one newscast where they go, <laughs> they go, let's go to Jesse with traffic. And this lady standing in front of this huge traffic jam. And she goes, we're all fucked, Bob. Back to you. It's yeah. like, that is great. Yeah. Yeah. The but, news is actually putting up this earnest effort to stay on the air and report shit. Yeah. And, but they're doing this, sort of ridiculous who cares mm-hmm. anymore attitude. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it's funny, but it's not like jokes, 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 jokes movie. I ultimately there, would not call it a comedy. No, it but, has but some funny parts, parts that are yeah. absolutely hilarious. Yes. 
but they're spaced out between like heavy shit Mm -hmm. pretty much but yeah yeah. there's some dark in this movie as to be expected for Mm -hmm. a movie about the apocalypse it's not the wacky comedy you think it might be and it's kind of weird that steve carell is better or becoming better at these sort of dramatic movies with some comedy in them Mm -hmm. instead of flat-out comedies i don't think it's flat-out comedies have worked very well for the most part. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like he does a flat-out comedy and it's like Evan Almighty and you're just like, oh my god, this is terrible. Yeah, or Date Night. Well, Date Night's okay. Mm. Um, it has moments. Yeah, but um, but you there's know, just, some genuinely affecting stuff in this movie. Yeah. Like, there is the most affecting phone call I've ever seen on screen in this movie. Yeah. Like, it's like a freaking sledgehammer that whole scene. It's just rough. But yeah, that movie's worth watching. It is the romantic comedy type thing for people that are cynical like me and hate 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 romantic comedies it's the one that didn't insult me and actually made me care by the end of it yeah is this a red box type thing or where is this where did you acquire this amazon amazon instant oh okay so oh this is your attempt to use all your credits right yeah okay yeah it's still two more weeks man all right yeah (laughs) gotta use them all up gotta use them all yeah Yeah. but i would highly recommend that movie Mm -hmm. okay good to know sounds like my kind of thing if I can segue from that, though, because we talked about Date Night. Okay. I watched a movie from the director of Date Night called Real Steel. Oh, oh, oh really? Man. Really? Yeah. Steely. Uh-huh. This is I, the movie everyone wanted us to watch. Yeah. And First of all, it's two hours and ten minutes, so yeah. no. Nope. <laughs> Second of all, it's not what you want. I know. No. It's, I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't when I saw the trailers, and there was a kid all over him. Well, see, the thing with the kid is that it's, it's very much over the top. That is what this movie is. It is a it is a in spirit remake of Over the Top with robots that fight. Good thing we have Pacific Rim coming. Yeah, <laughs> see, that sounds like it shouldn't be a, a necessarily bad thing. But it's handled by a guy who has no vision whatsoever. Well, that's a problem. So I have every heard that before. note in this movie is predictable and safe, and you see it coming. And it's like the kid is written like a forty year old and. You know, he Oh, he's precocious. Yes. Well, of he's course he is. he's worldly, you know. Mm. It's like he understands the way of the world mm. and how no, to talk to people. <laughs> and even though it's like 2018 and he's 10, he's wearing Van Halen t-shirts, you know, because the people behind the movie like Van Halen. So put that shirt on the kid. Kids aren't going to do that. So that's terrible. And there's there's the logic of this robot fighting stuff is dumb. It doesn't make any sense at all. Everyone's like, yay, robots, but the robots are just puppets. They're just puppets. It's just dudes off in the off the side of the ring remote controlling these robots. The robots aren't doing shit. None of them have any kind of control of themselves whatsoever. They're just things in a ring that someone is telling to hit something else. So that doesn't make any sense. But the movie it, it treats it like these robots are characters. Like, oh, my God, when the great and almighty Zeus shows up, he's going to wreck shit. Zeus. And the bad thing is, is sort that, of like regular wrestling. Sure. Kind of. But it's still dudes doing something. Yeah. But it, this movie doesn't treat like the, the guys doing the remote controls. They're nothing. No one in the movie cares about them at all. And this is some weird universe. Like where robots. like it's, yeah, where kind they just of. like ah, here's bone saw. They give, yeah, thing. they give thing a name and, and a personality. Off of those corners, <laughs> wasn't, <standing it>? <laughs> wasn't there it like part of a Rock'em Sock'em robots license thing? 
maybe at some point and I don't then know. it got changed i don't know eventually. i don't i don't know much about the history of this movie but like the future has become this world where people go to watch robots fight cows what but yeah there's like a rodeo where the robots fighting a cow and uh, people are like go <laughs> you know the, the robot is like, like a cow or a bull it's a bull okay i was is just he saying, riding the bull or is cows he don't fighting it. like tackling the bull and beating the shit out of the bull until the bull that's not cool. tears that's, the robot that's in so. half well, people are there want to be in the future. Wait, the if that tears the robot in half, yeah, the bull destroys the robot. Well, that's and good. That's what the crowd wants to see. Because fuck robots. Good. Anyway, that, well, at least they handled it that way. But this movie obscenely starts ripping off Rocky Four, like almost word for word somehow. Where like Zeus, the giant, you know, heavyweight champion of the world, robot. Does and he say if you can change? I can change. There, there, it doesn't change go that you. far. I but break you. There's there's a Brigitte Nielsen character. Uh, the the Russian trainer KGB guy is a Japanese robot making expert guy, but it's basically the same thing. And they're basically like giving these press conferences where it's just like, whatever he touches, he kills, Uh which, you know, whatever he hits, he destroys. It's almost the same line. And then like, I'm going to spoil. No, (laughs) don't spoil real people leaving now. Okay. You're about to spoil. All right. I'm back. I won't. Okay. I won't no, spoil the end of the fight, but it's the it same just, as the end of the fight. So Rocky it's, <laughs> it's over the top and Rocky Four. Yes. With robots. Yes. And it's not good. Yeah, it's far. That description should make it good, and it's not. This robot boxing league has a rule that robots cannot hit each other below the belt. What? Why That's, not? What? It's They're robots. Ri- it's ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. It's like one dick. I get it. <laughs> like one <laughs> robot hits another one below the belt, and the crowd all goes, ooh. And it's like why <laughs> oh my robot balls my robots. So, it doesn't make any sense that's the thing no one behind the camera or on the script thought about any of these little tiny details they just put them in it's like robots fighting each other of course one's gonna hit each other the other one in the balls lame jokes it's it's just it's a high concept movie directed by someone who has no vision whatsoever that's disappointing yeah it's very All disappointing right. Two hours and ten minutes. That's even more disappointing. It's a lot of your life to sink into. Suck. <laughs> I mean, yes, yep. Good. Good suck. word. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Suck. Yeah. I'm articulate and shit. So BJ, <laughs> what you seen? Um, I seen a couple things. What you um, done seen? I done seen. Uh, God, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> I saw a documentary called Zero Dreams of Sushi," which is about this. 85-year-old sushi chef who is kind of in search of perfection and still doesn't really believe that he's found it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know how to describe it necessarily for our audience, but it's kind of an interesting look into... Maybe we should let Mackie describe it. Uh, uh, I bet he'd roll with it. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never heard that joke before. I, I bet can't you haven't. haven't. <laughs> That's why we're here, to give you jokes. Um... But it's a it's an interesting introspective into a life that is very 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 different than uh, generally our own, where somebody takes one thing and makes their entire vision and essence in life to perfect that thing, and that constant s- striving for that. Um, it also kind of details his his sons and how they're how they've been coming up in the business, and one of them started a another. I guess franchise, they call it branch of the restaurant. Um, But his other son, the eldest son is supposed to succeed the father. 
but his father won't retire yet. So his son's kind of like, hurry up and retire, Dad. Oh, so he's he's being Prince Charles. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like okay. that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really interesting and fascinating if you're if you're all up into the foods or sushi. Um, I don't want to say the I get F-O-O-D-I-E. up in the food sometimes. Um, I mean, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have. Um, so it's really interesting if you're if you're at all into sushi or the search for perfection. Um, and it's not terribly long. I think it's like eighty two minutes, something like that. Ooh, that's good. Uh, I watched one other thing that I also don't know how to describe yet, um, <laughs> but I'm going to try anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Jeff Who Lives at Home. I've heard of that. Yeah, uh, some people have heard of it, and Netflix was kind of pushing it on me, like, "Hey, you want Amazon's watch this? doing that too? Yeah, yeah. don't you want to watch Jeff Who Lives at Home? Um, <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you like yeah, people they, in this? You yeah, can watch sure. it in your basement. Come on, <laughs> right? And I don't know what the hell that movie was trying to do. I like Ed Helms. I don't know about the other dude. I've Jason seen him Siegel? in stuff. Yeah. I, like, I I know I've seen him in stuff. I can't remember any of it because he's just one, not one of those people to me. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I haven't seen that one. So. I Love You Man. I haven't seen I Love You Man. I haven't seen the new Muppets movie either. Freaks and Geeks. I haven't watched any of that. How See, I, I Met, met your, mother. your Mother. I don't watch that show. So you um, are oblivious to the, I'm world, oblivious of to the world of Jason Segel. Word of, uh, knocked up. Uh, I haven't even seen that one either. So I, I'm way behind um, on all of entertainment in the world, and I'll never, ever catch up, and that will be my legacy is being behind in, in, in media. The five-year engagement. No. <laughs> um, so it's been in a lot of movies. It's got Ed, Ed Helms, who I like, Susan Sarandon, who I generally kind of like, um, Judy Greer, who I generally kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... It's kind of an, I don't want to say it's an awful mess, because there are amusing parts of it, and it's not a terribly told story, and there's a little, there's a little tinge of, of destiny, you know, the search for one's destiny, but it just kind of all ends too perfectly for me. Like, everything wraps up just peachy, and it doesn't seem like any of these people, well, okay, well, at least... At least Ed Helms and and Jason Siegel don't seem like they really deserve to end up peachy because they've not done a goddamn thing to m- facilitate that at all, except so for the, in the last 10 minutes of the movie. So the movie gets them there. It's not like the characters get themselves there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, I mean, well, they, they kind of accidentally get, get there, but oh. only because the script says to get there. Win lottery, buy mansion, Jeff right. no longer lives at home. Right. Well, I mean... <laughs> Spoiler alert. Good job, Jeff. No, no, no. If I can't spoil a real steal. Okay. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, the movie has an ending. Uh, oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, surprise, I thought you were still surprise, watching it right surprise. now. No. No, I'm I'm not. <laughs> and I'm kind of glad. It was a, a short. definitive answer. Again, it's a short uh, short film. It's a short film? It's, it's short as films go. It's 83 minutes. Okay. So it's a short, long form film. Right. Okay. So it's it's... It's not a terrible waste of time, but it is kind of a waste of time at the same time. I don't know. I I wouldn't, I guess, to end <laughs> this yes. horrible thing <laughs> that has become me talking about this movie, uh-huh. I wouldn't really recommend it. Um, but? And that's it. All right. Then. Okay. There's no buts. <laughs> no buts. Just, 
Good conclusion. Yeah, just nah. Yeah, nah. In conclusion, fuck it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. Gently. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh... Any, do you guys have anything else to talk about? Okay. I, I haven't watched any other movies except for movies I've seen lots of times. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and throw one more thing out there. Okay. Um, do it. And that is that I have started watching AMC's The Walking Dead. Oh, oh my. Yeah. And holy shit. From the beginning, I hope. From the beginning. Okay, okay. Okay, okay yeah. good. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess watched- this is the... Thing just happened, and I was like, "Did you? You didn't just no, pick it up no, there, no, did you?" The I'm, thing, <laughs> the mid-season I, premiere. Yeah, I'm, I'm many things, but a but a fool when it comes to episodic dramas. I am not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. I wasn't feeling well and was curled up on the couch last night and was like, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so the feel good hit of the year. Yes. Yeah. So you were mimicking zombies, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I was like, oh man, I guess I should start watching Walking Dead. Yes. I'm gonna. I'm already way behind, and so I, I'm not gonna be way behind for very fucking long. That's a, that's fucking excellent. Um, I'm two episodes in, and oh, well. <laughs> it's fucking amazing already to me. Yeah. So, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. Just power I can, through it. I can see that. Just but, power through it. But you're gonna hit a rough patch. <laughs> <laughs> rough emotionally. Rough. There's plenty of those, but you're gonna you're gonna hit some rough patches where it's just like. Oh, they're just spinning their wheels. Ah, some well, people were okay with it. Some people weren't. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how you feel about that. Yeah, I mean, the first season covers like an issue and a half of the comic or yeah. something crazy like wow. that. Yeah, but I, you it, know, it gets there. I don't trust me. As long as it entertains me, then I'm I'm fine. And so far, it's been fucking entertaining as hell. Not just you know action wise, just drama overall. Yeah, yeah, good. And there's a lot of setup for some. Like I can see things already coming to a head uh things that will end very poorly (laughs) and i'm (laughs) i'm not really looking forward to them i don't want to give you spoilers for the show but eventually everything ends poorly yeah yeah. you know no happy endings right it's a zombie apocalypse i mean Mm -hmm. i don't imagine that there could be but it i can just see some raw emotional shit is going to happen there might be some of that like yeah. It could happen next episode. Oh yeah, it could happen. Mm-hmm. It could happen mid episode. Like, yeah, and yeah. there might be like another thirty minutes left of the episode. And you're like, the fuck else are they gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. yeah, the only thing that I that bothers me about that show, mm-hmm. it, well, there's two things. One, I won't talk about because it was kind of spoilery, but mm. how unceremoniously some characters are just done away with. Reasons for that. Yeah, I know, but but like there are some scenes where it's practically off camera. Like, like, it's just like, oh, yeah, they're dead now. You know, yeah. like, oh, wait, wait, what? No, wait, huh? Yeah. And, and yeah, that that bothers me, but there's there's one bigger one, but once you catch up to the third season, I'll talk about it. Okay. We'll talk but, about yeah. it off mic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, internet. Yeah. But no, but that show's pretty good. And yeah. the third season is rounding out pretty well. Mm-hmm. We just had, what, the mid-season, mid-season premiere? premiere? Yeah. Which I think is like the eighth episode is of the season. Is that a thing? Is that going to be yeah. a thing now? Yeah, yeah you can thank The Sopranos for that. Fucking shit. Well, The Sopranos one was crazy because it was like 10 episodes and then a year a year later. Yeah. Here's the other 10. Right. And it's like, this isn't as... No. And then every network was like, we can do that. That's two yeah. box sets we can sell. Yeah, it's like, you sons of bitches. And <laughs> now stupid. every show does That's that. stupid. It is stupid. Stupid, right. stupid, stupid. Right. Stop it. 
Stop. <laughs> I, I don't have too much to say about it yet, but I did start watching a brand new show, which I rarely ever do. Ooh. Like, I, just picked a new show and was yeah. like, time to watch this? I, I don't have an opinion on it yet. I think I need one more episode under my belt. Yeah. But I started watching that new show on FX, The Americans. Oh. Yeah. So, Zodiac Motherfucker says it is ownage, so you should watch it. I, I think I like it, he but is- it's not doing what... I think I wanted it to do based on the previews. So I'm thinking like I need another episode to calm my expectations mm-hmm. and watch, just watch the show, but just see where it's going. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's weird. Cause like when you tease that, you know, you, you tease an early eighties sleeper cell Russian thing. And I'm like, Oh, I have ideas for that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're not doing that exactly. So, mm-hmm. okay. But yeah. Yeah. More later. Report back. Yeah. It's got Felicity in it. Yep. So it's time hey. for listener correspondence. I believe it is. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. First up, we got Ben Holman. Hey, Ben. Who I believe is actually in the chat. So, Hi, Ben. Hey, what's up, Ben? Hey, Ben. Get ready for this, Ben. He says, Here a petition for a Christopher Nolan reboot of Ernest Goes to Camp. <laughs> what? Dear, dear Brad Morvey friends. He's dead. No, this isn't really a petition, <laughs> but it is being written while Hobo with a Shotgun plays in the background. <laughs> Let's hear it for white exploitation cinema. No? Then how about for... Power exploitation? No. Hobo exploitation? No. Well, you can just go to hell then. <laughs> Sorry. Like what do you guys think of the recent double crash and burn of our action stalwarts, Arnie and Sly? I didn't expect them to recapture that old 80s magic with these releases, but neither did I see the two films flying into the mountain the way they did. <laughs> do you think their failures are the victims of shitty marketing or a result of blowback from the current political atmosphere towards guns? For my part, I'm bitterly disappointed in the tanking of Bullet to the Head, since that means we won't see the other two chapters of the trilogy, Poison Dart to the Shinbone and Rocket to the Gonads. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of Rocket to the Gonads. Yeah. There'll probably be I'll an animated comic Rocket of that. Rocket to the Gonads. <laughs> yeah. I'll make it um, a flip book if I have to. Yeah, he says, hopefully all of our dreams will be answered, and Star Wars Episode Seven will feature a three-headed Jedi played by Billy Drago, Eric Roberts, and Udo Kier. Thanks, yes. Ben. Wow, that would be um, weird. Expendables I, 2 killed it. Yeah? Yeah. I think that contributed greatly. I think January is just a poor month in general for that sort of stuff anyway. Yeah. And The Last Stand, it, it didn't sell me on that movie, even though it should have. Bullet to the Head did, but I just... Well, it tanked so fast. It tanked like before I could go like, oh, yeah, that's out. Let's go see it. Oh, wait. Yeah. It's gone. Like, and it's like, we get Walter Hill back, and then, no, he's gone again. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. And... Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's like that whole c- current political atmosphere towards guns. I don't think that has anything to do no, with it. Personally. Those movies' time has has passed. Now, I think those movies could have come out on. Now, I mean, obviously their budget budget was too big, but uh, had they been like direct to video releases, I think they probably would have been pretty big. That's what. It, that's what. And it they're going to do like. well. When, oh yeah, when they're, they yeah. they're going to yeah. do fine when they hit streaming. That, that's what's going to be the real key is when it hits a streaming service for yeah. you know free. They're going to make their money back. This is yeah. not a colossal failure, but it's that's. It's still that mentality of if a movie doesn't make anything at the box office, it's a failure. No one has shifted their focus to the fact that basically um, um, if it's not a giant blockbuster movie, a movie's theatrical run is nothing more than a commercial for the home video release. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. It comes out in theaters for a week, gains awareness, and then when it hits video, people are like, oh, yeah, that. Let's rent that. Yeah, that's that's the strange thing about them is they both feel like big budget direct-to-video movies. Yeah. And that's that's just a strange thing to try to market and say like, hey, come spend ten dollars plus at the movie theater for yeah. something you're probably going to be able to rent in a month for a dollar or dollar fifty at the Redbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's just like I mean, it's a sad reality of like 
I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, people are getting bigger and bigger TVs that like people aren't just just aren't going to big theater things. I mean, mm-hmm. I know there's still like big releases, but that seems like that's all you can have. It's like you yeah. have giant summer blockbusters. You have kids movies because kids movies always sell because like get the kids out of my house. Right. And then you have like critically acclaimed movies. And that's like all there is that succeeds in the theater. It seems like anymore. Yeah. But Die Hard's going to do okay. That one's going to maybe. Yeah. Th- uh, no, that one will do okay. Yeah. There's such okay. a swell of Die Hard nests right okay. now. I mean, yeah, it's going to do okay. So I don't think that. I mean, I don't think that the Die Hard movies have, or the last Die Hard movie really burned Ruined enough it. bridges. So, no. I mean, we, we still did. I mean, granted, the internet is just the internet, but you still there's a massive amount of love for Die Hard right around the holidays, yeah. and always yeah. sparks people's interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'll probably go see it. Mm-hmm. I think we probably. I should. will. Yeah, I'll definitely be. It's on it. my list, even though it's by the director of Max Payne. Well, maybe you'll get more pain in this one than you normally would. Yeah. <laughs> this Marky Mark's not in it. Right? Maybe maximum what? pain. No. So we got uh, next one's from Adam. It says uh, Black Exploitation History Month random recommendation. Hail Bamfcast. Hail Black Exploitation History Month last a thousand months, I guess, Ooh. or at least until you no. guys run into Quentin Tarantino while Indiana Jonesing for the long lost fourth Slaughter sequel, probably titled something like Slaughter meets Superfly meets Shaft, Uptown Hell for Leather Part Two. <laughs> that was a mouthful. I'm in. And you have to meet him in a deadly game of talking about 70s movies from which only one side can emerge alive. I guess what I'm trying to say is don't be heroes. Let Chuck go first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> quick thanks, re- I guess. Quick recommendation for you. <laughs> we stand the best chance of surviving. <laughs> I wouldn't make it. Okay. Yeah, quick recommendation for you. Band of the Hand, a movie so 80s you'll get nosebleeds and wake up in pe- neon pink suits. <laughs> Produced by Michael Mann and directed by... Paul Michael Glazer, a.k.a. Starsky. Mm-hmm. It is what a diplomat might call a fascinating cultural artifact of its era, which is to say it is terrible but makes cocaine cowboy era Miami look pretty cool. It tells the tale of some juvenile delinquents sentenced to learn from the villain of Avatar how to survive in the Everglades and then use guerrilla tactics to fight drug kingpin James Remar. It's not as tightly plotted as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Love the YouTube channel. Best. Adam. He sold the hell out of that movie Wait, just yeah. a second. Like, literally, the guy that played the bad guy in Avatar? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just Steven something. Yeah. I mm-hmm. forget what his name is. In the 80s, though. Yes. Yes. Okay. He was alive. No, no, I know that. He was just like, <laughs> and then showed up in Avatar. <laughs> no, he showed up old and grizzled. I'm telling you now. I was, I, I was he came out of his mom <laughs> chewing a cigar. No, I'm saying, like, in Avatar, he's the age of, like, I see him being, like, the bad guy. I'm thinking younger. It's like. Never Young, mind. Younger yeah. bad guy. Okay. Yeah. And then he went away for 20 years. Sure. But yeah, whenever you say James Remar, I'm like, oh, uh-huh. maybe. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, consider it added. Have any of you seen Band of, Band of the Hand? Nope. 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 Saw bits and pieces of it when I was a kid, but yeah. didn't process it. You haven't seen a movie? I know. Shh. Red it's Letter crazy. Day. Mark it. You Heck saw it. Yeah. Everyone. I'm glad, I'm glad we were streaming this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, got a short from, I believe, Sunny California. Keeping it nice and short. Keeping it tight. This is what we like. All praise the return of the BJ. All praise planes, trains, and slaughtermobiles. Hallelujah, for he has returned. Our favorite BMS caster. Sunny California, out. Where the fuck did we play that? That is the best voicemail that you will ever hear in your entire lives. Yeah, I remember that one I got after I took a week off. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's because you because I'm not anybody's favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sorry. sure the best voicemail you ever get is uh, your test came back and it's negative. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. the best BMF cast okay. voicemail. Right. I don't get a whole lot of those. All other right. Ones. So continuing but, on that trend, we yeah. have uh, 
One from a new guy. Patrick says, probably the first email from Poland. Hey! Hello, this is Patrick. Probably your first listener from Poland. Yes, Poland. Little country in Middle Europe you've heard about, but don't know what the fuck it is. But I'm not going <laughs> to teach you about Polish history and art, so don't worry. All Unless, right. of course, you want me to. No. I'm writing to you guys to tell you how much I appreciate your work. I discovered a link to BMF Cast on Bad Movie Podcast, a.k.a. Bad Movie Night in January. And Thanks, I'm guys. January 2012 and have been listening to both shows ever since. While I enjoy BMP a lot, I am like BMF much more because you usually pick movies I already know or heard about, flicks that aren't so obscure and or unwatchable as the other ones are. Your amazing sense of humor and vast knowledge of bad movies and cinema in general makes listening to you great fun. Many of your comments stay with me for whole weeks or even months. I'm sorry about that. And sometimes <laughs> I even quote them in real life conversations. It took me a year to go through all of your old episodes and now there aren't any of them left. So I must wait impatiently for every new one for a whole week. I especially enjoy BJ's comments. Their only flaw being that he hardly ever speaks. Come on, man. You should participate more. And you guys should encourage him by laughing at his jokes more. We just laugh, okay, at, we just laugh at him. <laughs> Continue. Not that I have something against Harlow, Mackey, or Chuck. Not at all. You guys make an excellent team. It's just what? that BJ says things similar to what I say while watching bad movies with my friends, and they usually aren't laughing, which means they don't get my jokes. They so suck. I sympathize with him a lot. <laughs> Either that or my sense of humor fucking sucks. <laughs> no, your friends suck. Not to mention that Far Cry 2 is one of my absolute favorite games yes. ever. So there you go. Smart man. I'm sure you desperately want to satisfy your slowly increasing Polish fan base. So bring BJ into the spotlight should be your top priority. <laughs> Episodes recorded without him were almost sad. <laughs> See? Okay, th- listen. Here we go. BJ. I cannot help. No. <laughs> Spacula is a classic episode and I will take no no one saying that That was otherwise. a great episode, but it... I can't help that people like me. I'm we a have a new player. plan. You're invading Poland. We hear it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, here we go. <laughs> what we're going to do, BJ. Wait a minute. We're, we're spinning you off. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, I'm terrible the, by no, myself. No, you're the lovable side character everyone loves. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets his own series, then I, it what tanks. happens? It tanks. Joey. Boom. Yep. Yep. We're hey, spinning you off. I'm not Joey. trying to spin off. How I'm you not saying- doing? <laughs> How you doing, BJ? Oh. I'm not trying to do that. Uh-huh. I'm just... I'm I'm happy to be part. I'm happy to be the best loved part of a team. <laughs> sure, I, yep. yeah. See, see, small doses work. That's why BJ. Yeah. Thanks, that's why you guys love him. I would. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Be, <laughs> oh God! Now hey. I feel terrible. Um, uh-huh. But I wouldn't. I I honestly would not be funny without you guys to rip off of. So sure. I'm. Well, as you hear, me, as you hear, when I actually <laughs> try to talk, talk about a movie, I am terrible. But I'm. When I sit back and and riff and riff on yeah riff yeah. on what you guys are saying, then I actually so my hatred of BJ kind of clouded all that a little bit. What was what was the the person who emailed his name? I missed the Patrick. Vir- Patrick. Oh, yeah, actually, it's like Patrick. Y. Yeah, because he said y. not Patrick. Yeah, not Patrick. No, Patrick. Patrick. So he, uh, does he say that at the very end? Somewhere in there. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. Just just so you know, Patrick, that uh, I just mentioned uh, your countryman last week when I was talking about movies. He was saying something about there's no good Polish art or whatever. But yeah, I, do you want me to finish the email? Well, I was just going to say Ooh, I watched a yes. Roman Roman Polanski movie. There, be, be proud of your countryman there. I mean, mm-hmm. Maybe not in personal life, that but guy. you know, yeah, be proud of that guy. What was accomplishments and so not personal life things? Sure. I'm anyway, just filling that out. Yeah, he said episodes recorded without BJ were almost sad. No, I disagree. <sighs> And before you ask, no, I won't recommend you any po- good, bad Polish movies. All of Polish movies are bad, and not in a fun way. They're just bad, bad. 
Nothing to talk about unless you're interested in boring four hours long historical epics about World War II, fighting communism, or a guy who became Pope. If you are, I can give you a few titles, but please, for your own sake, don't be. Waiting for your next amazing episode. I send you my best wishes. Patrick, not Patrick. Sorry. P.S. If you want to really hurt your ears or you enjoy annoying European accents, I can record an MP3 of me speaking about how much I love BMF cast or about communism. Your call. How about how much you love that the BMF cast (laughs) fights communism Mm -hmm. on a weekly basis? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he also lastly says we need to watch Death Machine. He's going to second that recommendation and that Cyborg Cop 2 is awesome. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Patrick. Ready. I think that man said everything that ever needs to be said. And more. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. Well, I think that'll just about do it. How about some contact information? Ooh, I'm good at that. Are you ready? Totally ready. All right. Well, if you're watching us on the live stream right now, you already know about the YouTube channel. YouTube slash YouTube.com slash BMF. I'm terrible at it, apparently. (laughs) YouTube.com slash BMF cast. We are doing some hot, sweet video action there that you're you're all going to love and enjoy. Um, So you can also check us out on some other social media sites like Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash BMF cast. You can also apparently find us on Google Plus. How you find us, I have no idea. <laughs> you don't know. But if you're smart, maybe you can figure it out. Uh, <laughs> Email us when you do so we know. <laughs> so we know. How to Send do us it. a link. Yeah. Right. That'll help. And you can also check us out. You can find our podcast glory through the magic of Stitcher, which is an app for all of your relevant mobile devices that will stream our glory directly into your ear holes and make you happy. You can also search for us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review. We appreciate good reviews. Tell your friends. We appreciate all reviews. Yeah, yeah. We really really appreciate good reviews. And there's only one more, isn't there? Guys, check out this fucking Garfield phone, because it's awesome. Give it a ring. 9105-JOCKS-BMF, 910-556-9263. Impress your friends. Strike fear into the hearts of your enemies with the Garfield phone. Oh, dear. It's waiting now. Operators are standing by. Leave us a message. Right. I think that's all, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up. Sweet. Awesome. Let's get out of here. All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. Bamcast Out.